You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we, we came close to finishing the fourth chapter of Tanit, and we were talking about the 17th of Tammuz and the 9th of Av, the breaking of the walls of Jerusalem and the destruction of the temple. And the Mishnah explains that these two dates, the 17th of Tammuz and 9th of Av, are in some ways, um, they are ways, they are days on which we recall the tragedies in our history. The 17th of Tammuz, the tablets were broken on the 9th of, on the 9th of Av. The people took fright and uh, um, decided they, they didn't have the courage to go into the land. So that's the history. The 17th of September was in the 9th of August. And of course, the tractate cannot end on those sad histories. The, the rabbis don't like to end on a sad note. And so the last Mishnah in the tractate, the eighth Mishnah in the fourth chapter, in some way exorcises, sends away those feelings and the the chapters that the Mishnah begins Amar Rabin Shimon ben Gamliel lo hayu yamim tovim Yisrael kachamisha asar ba'av uchayom hakipur there were no days of joy in Israel greater than the 15th of Av and the and Yom HaKippur Yom Kippur and you know we see this remark with a certain amount of surprise because we don't feel today that the 15th of Av and Yom Kippur are great holidays, great days we celebrate. And yet we'll see if we examine the, act- the activities of those days, we'll see that they do indeed, they do indeed relate back to the 17th of, the t- of Tammuz and the 9th of Av. In other words, these days are, if you like, the antidotes, the um, the the cures for the 17th of Tammuz and the 9th of Av. And we'll see, I brought you a little tape on the source sheet, just outlining what happens on Yom Kippur and the 15th of Av. Yom Kippur on the right, 15th of Av on the left. And maybe we'll start with Yom Kippur because that, we're more familiar there. And of course, we know that Yom Kippur is a day of forgiveness of sins, but we don't often go through the calendar and recognize that that is the day when the second tablets were given. So the first tablets were smashed on the 17th of Tammuz, and that kicks off, if you like, the summer of fasts. But the second tablets are given on Yom Kippur. After the 17th of Tammuz, Moshe prays for 40 days till the first of Elul, and he goes up the mountain. He's up the mountain all of Elul, and then he comes down on the 10th of Tishri with the second Lutot. That's what Yom Kippur represents. It represents a second chance, second luchot, second chance, new beginnings. And we'll see indeed that the 15th of Av also represents in some way new beginnings, but attached, just as Yom Kippur is attached to the 17th of Tammuz, the 15th of Av is attached to the 9th of Av. And the Gemara, the, the Jerusalem Talmud, explains to us that that is the day when the generation of the desert realized that the 40 years had passed. So on the ninth of Av, they're sentenced to 40 years wandering in the desert. And every, every year on the ninth of Av, 
Moshe announces to the people. We, we can actually look at this inside in the Jerusalem Talmud. Why the 15th of Av? Rabbi Yaakov Bar Acha says in the name of Rabbi Yasa, it's a good time to cut wood. And of course, we had the woodcuttings at the end of the fourth, in, towards the end of the fourth chapter, because any woodcut on this day doesn't develop worms. So, okay, that's one reason why the 15th of Av is, Av is a holiday. But then Rabbi Yabun said, the digging stopped on it. The digging stopped. So every day, every year on the eve of the ninth of Av, Moshe proclaims in the encampment, go out and dig, go out and dig. And they went out and they dug graves for themselves and they slept in their graves. This is the Jerusalem Talmud now. And in the morning they'd get up and they'd find themselves missing 15,000 or so. Because over 38 years, they're going to miss, they're going to lose 600,000. So we're only counting, by the way, I mean, this is uh, the arithmetic of the Mishnah only counts the, the, the men. Don't take this literally. So they'd go to bed in their graves. They'd wake up and they'd find that some people had no, did, didn't wake up. And in the last year they did that, they got up. They got up and they found themselves whole. And they said no one had died, right? And they don't, can't understand why no one had died. And they said, look, maybe we made a mistake. Maybe because... They're, they're on a lunar calendar, right? They depend on seeing the new moon. Maybe we didn't get the date, the date of the new moon right. So maybe we made a mistake. So they do the same thing again the following night on the 10th and on the 11th and on the 12th and on the 13th and the 14th, and they do it on the 15th. And then, then they see that the moon was full. When it's a, you, you might not know the date in the middle, in the sort of in the first couple of weeks of the month, but you know what a full moon is. So you know that's the 15th. You know they passed the ninth of Av and they said to themselves, It's since the moon was full, they said it seems that the holy ones nullified this hard judgment against us. And they got up and they declared a holiday. That holiday is the 15th of Av, halfway through the month of Av, a week after the 9th of Av, when they realized that people weren't dying anymore. That's the, that's the 15th of Av. But of course, it's not, only the, it's not the only thing that happened on the 15th of Av. The Gemara in uh, the Bavali, the Babylonian Talmud, explains that intermarriage between tribes was allowed originally in order not to disturb the tribal allocation of land intermarriage was not allowed there's a feud with benjamin which is resolved other tribes actually refused to intermarry with ben benjamin for a while um king jeroboam puts originally puts guards on the road to jerusalem to stop israel going out for festivals because he's made a his own um uh, uh altar at i think dan or shiloh and then he stops it's the end of the woodcutting for the temple, according to the Bavli, or the best time for woodcutting, according to the Jerusalem Talmud, as we just read. And the dead of Beitar were allowed to be buried. This is also closure for the ninth of Av. Remember, Beitar was taken on the ninth of Av. The, the siege of Beitar, the destruction of Beitar, really represents the final act in the Roman destruction 
of the of Jewish life in the land of Israel. And the Romans did not allow the dead to be buried. They let the, the dead lay in the fields for years. But the 15th of Ab was the date when the dead were allowed to be buried. So all of these happened on the 15th of Ab. So now we can kind of understand Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel. When he says there were no days of, of joy greater than the 15th of Av and Yom Kippur. These are days of turning over a new leaf, days of new beginnings. And what are we going to do on that day? Well, we're going to turn over a leaf. We're going to make a new beginning. We're going to get married. Let's read more in the Mishnah. The people of Jerusalem would go out in borrowed white garments. Borrowed. Why borrowed? In order not to embarrass anyone who didn't have one. All these garments required immersion because you don't know who you're borrowing them from. And the daughters of Jerusalem would go out and they dance in the vineyards. What do they say? What do they say? Young man, lift up your eyes and see and see what you choose for yourself. Don't set your eye on beauty. Look on the family. And now we're going to quote from Proverbs. Grace is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that fears the Lord is praised. And we're going to say, Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. When you choose a wife, you don't choose someone who looks beautiful. You choose someone whose works praise her in the gates and who is um, uh, yirat, um, uh, yirat Adonai, Yirat Hashem. And similarly, Bechenu Omer, Se'ena Ura'ena, now we're in Shiha Shirim, we're in Song of Songs. Se'ena Ura'ena, but not Sion, Melech Shlomo. O maidens, O daughters of Zion, go forth and gaze on King Solomon. On the day, um, go forth and look at him wearing the crown that his mother gave him on his wedding day, on the day of the gladness of his heart. On his wedding day, this is the giving of the Torah. So we're back to the first and the second Luchot. This is the building of the temple. We're back to the, the ninth of Av. Yeah, we're still playing with the breaking of the tablets in the ninth of Av. May it be your will. May, may it be his will that it should be rebuilt speedily in our days. That is the end of the tractate of Tani. The tractate of fasting ends with weddings and marriages and hope that the temple is going to be rebuilt speedily in our days. Hadran Allah, Masechet Tanit, the Hadrach Alam will return to you, tractate Tanit, and you will return to us. Da'atan Allah, Masechet Tanit, ve'da'atach Alam, 
Our mind is on you, Tractatanit, and your mind is on us. Lo nit tanit We will not forget you, Tractatanit, and you will not forget us. Lo ba'alma hadain velo ba'alma da'ati. Not in this world and not in the next world. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.